Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stocks for beginners. Weekend watch list. Hi, and welcome back to this Stocks for Beginners weekend watch list, where we're going to take a deep dive into a company and have a look at why it should maybe be considered for your watch list, but uh, without being a recommendation to buy. And I'd like to welcome Ethan Wydell, Senior Analyst at Einhold Capital, who's going to be talking about Biogen Incorporated, and the code is BIIB. Over to you, Ethan. Why is it on your watch list? Well, it is on my watch list because... By June, the FDA expects to approve or reject its blockbuster drug, aducanumab. And the reason why this is important is because pharmaceutical companies at large are able to secure their earnings by getting approval to market and sell drugs that they have developed. So Biogen is a pharmaceutical company, and um, pharmaceutical companies do have um, a very different business model to a lot of other companies that um, you might find on the stock market. Tell us about that. They do. Well, most companies, they provide a product or a a select range of products that uh, they're able to kind of market at will. And while some are patent protected, usually they just provide a fairly normal business. The way that this is different with pharmaceutical companies is that they have to go through years of research and development in order to create new drugs, which are their their ultimate product. And then they need approval from the FDA in order to sell these, in order to bring them to market. And so it's a much more long and drawn out and uh, somewhat risky process than normal companies. But it also comes with a sort of defined uh, timeline and set of standards that adds some organization to it that can be of use to analysts. So basically, the process involves five phases of trials, but really only phases one, two, and three are important. There's a zero and four, but those are really not tremendously important for, for the sake of analysts. But basically, these are in place in order to determine firstly whether humans can actually you know, take a medication, whether it's effective, secondly, and then kind of determine dosing and efficacy on a larger scale with, with more participants. And all of this can take years. I mean, it's typically a, a 12-year time horizon, isn't it, for um, a drug to develop and, get, and to reach market, isn't it? Yeah, very often so. And, you know, even the the approval process by the FDA can easily take, you know, one and a half to two years. And what's the size of the company? Um, it, I mean, what's it like, say, compared to a Bayer or a Pfizer? Well, it is smaller than Bayer. Um, it's, it's a very large company overall. It has um, the upwards of $10 billion in sales annually. So it's it's huge. But they are somewhat smaller than some of the largest players in the industry because they focus very specifically on neurological treatments, on neuropharma. And 
this kind of gives them like a a niche and an edge. It also, you know, keeps them from over diversifying, but it's more concentrated that way. So they focus on that particular sector or those kind of treatments, and um, that gives them an advantage, a competitive advantage in that particular niche. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. When a company has a limited R&D budget, and R&D is really hugely important for these uh, pharmaceutical companies for you know developing these drugs, which are, are going to be their product, many companies will not have the same niche. And so it takes a lot more R&D spending in order to bring drugs to market because they don't have a super particular focus. With Biogen, the majority of their R&D spending is going into multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's, really. So why is it a hot stock at the moment? And um, is there a bit of contention about it at the moment? Well, there absolutely is because there are two big variables at play. First of all, it recently lost a patent disagreement for its biggest drug called Tecfidera, which is responsible for about 30% of its revenue. But it also has aducanumab, this Alzheimer's treatment, which if it is approved, would be the first really effective Alzheimer's treatment to hit the market. And it's interesting because in 2019, the company kind of gave up on the drug because it failed a futility test in its third phase. And they basically just discarded it. They cut their losses and moved forward. But then when they were reviewing data later, they determined that by having a larger dosage, they were actually able to find meaningful results, meaningful improvement to the the path of Alzheimer's. So it's been interesting because the FDA granted you know, expedited review for this. They had a advisory board in November that overwhelmingly said like, no, we shouldn't accept this drug. And how that's interesting statistically is that overall in the neuro- neuropharmaceutical industry, If a drug has gone through all three phases of testing and is in the process of being approved, it has about an 85% chance of approval. However, if this advisory committee votes against it, which it did, that likelihood of being approved drops to 15%. The reason why we're interested in it is that it really seems that the market has overreacted to all of the negative news about the stock. And it's sort of trading as though investors think there's a 100% chance of it being rejected. It's about fair value given like very, very negative assumptions about the company. So our thoughts are that it remains a great company regardless of whether it can pass this through. And while it has some you know, bumpy years ahead with that loss of its major drug, it still has a great niche and still has a great ability to um, produce more drugs in the future, we think. So the way you're looking at it, are you seeing that um, the valuation that you're putting on it is not all to do with this one particular drug? They've also got other good business to keep them ticking along? No. Well, they have about six other drugs in their portfolio, for one. Um, this one that they lost is only is only one, and admittedly, it's their largest. But even with that under consideration, they're still going to receive some revenue from it, which is also something that the market doesn't seem to be taking into account. Like They kind of expect for the drug to just fall into nothing. In, in the very near future, which we don't think is realistic. The way that we look at it is by looking at the earnings from, from all of their other drugs and looking at the 
expected earnings that Biogen would get from aducanumab if it was accepted times the probability that it gets accepted, which we think is anywhere from 15% to maybe a coin flip, considering how contentious it is. And considering that the need for an Alzheimer's drug is so dire, really to get FDA approval, the drug doesn't need to prove that it's perfect. It just needs to prove that it's better than any of the alternatives. And there are no alternatives. So, you know, even reasonable efficacy, I think gives it a, a decent chance of approval. So what sort of timeline are we looking at at the moment? Well, we'll know by June. Wow. And we're, t- we're talking today on April the 28th of uh, 2021. And um, what's the price been doing? What's the stock price been doing at this point? Well, I think it's hovering at about 275 a share. Currently, it is 267. And the price has really, really closely followed sort of the speculation about aducanumab. The FDA submitted a statement right before the advisory board back in November, where it basically said, we think this drug is great. We think that it has pretty reasonable efficacy and you know we kind of support approval and it's a little bit unprecedented for the FDA to say like to say that with such positive regard and then have the approval board say so with such negative regard but when the FDA gave its release um, the day before the price shot up I think 40 percent and then fell 25 30 percent lost all of the, the gains that it had made uh, immediately following that the next day. So there's been a lot of volatility. There's been a lot of uh, response and all of the movements have been related to aducanumab. So it does seem that the investment world is laser focused on that one drug. Yeah. And that's something to be aware of that listeners should be aware of that uh, pharmaceutical uh, companies, um, their price is very volatile and it's very much driven by market news and what these results are and what um, uh, the stages of the approval process. Absolutely. And the other thing that I would say is that while we think that it's a pretty reasonable valuation, even with the low percent chance that the drug gets approved, if it gets rejected in the near term, that will 100% come with a sharp cut to the, the stock price. So if you do invest in it before um, the FDA has come out with its announcement, that's a very salient risk, regardless of you know what we think the intrinsic value to be. Yeah. And that's uh, something to be aware of, and um, which is why we're only recommending this to be on your watch list and maybe to use it as a learning experience to find out more about this particular sector of the market. Absolutely. It's a great area of the market. And I personally love how there are these sort of preset catalyst dates that you can use to guide your investment process. And that's why we really like it. But, you know, it it does come with its fair share of risk. So good for the watch list, but very risky. Yes. It's a good one to watch. So listeners should be aware that um, Einhold Capital may own a position in uh, this company. Is that the case, Ethan? Yes, it is. And we do intend to trade in and out of it in the future. Okay, Ethan, thank you very much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you. Stocks for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice, and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not Stocks for Beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances, or current situation. Thanks to Christopher Sulas for music production out of Garlic Breath Studio. Remember, music flows when the money don't.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 